Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Right now, we're going to be praying. Praise God. We're going to be praying Acts 17, verse 12. From the message translation says a lot of them became believers including many greeks who were prominent in the community women and men of influence hallelujah i'm going to be praying especially for the salvation of leaders in our country we declare that the word of god is growing and prevailing among the leaders affecting and influencing their thinking and decision-making such that they will enact laws and policies that are in line with God's plans and purposes for the nation. Hallelujah. For your country. says, declare that the unsaved leaders hear and believe the gospel and receive it for their salvation, thereby causing them to administrate the affairs of our nation with the fear of God, and they are surrounded with the right people, information, and advices who will guide them in making judicious policies, especially in these times. Hallelujah. Yeah, so um, the prayer point is in the chat room. Let's begin to pray. Can you unmute yourself at this time? Let's begin to pray in other tongues. Ali 
Ya 
Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Malikus Kira Bakarabaya, and leaders of our nations of God, Ligrada Costa Kabaya Rabasata, they are receiving salvation, Hallelujah, Ligrodoko Sotokobroko City Kibaya, Lekabaya Rabasata, yes, in the name of Jesus, Parakasata Kabaya Rabasata, Menekere Busuto. She can also talk about Lima Cosmo. 
Yes, Malaka Zitiki Kabaradosta. Oh, glory to God. Reke Bakoroso Tokobayala Bashata. We destroy Hallelujah. We cut short Hallelujah. Every glowing, growing influence of God. That is not of God. Hallelujah. In the lives and around our leaders of God. Reko Bonso Toko Pondo Kuroko Bositi. Libra Kabayala Basutoko Beke Bustoko Pulakabasa Kabaya. Labra Kabasata Kabaya. Is a ticket in the video. Shut up, he capon sotaka. Yes, glory to God. Ricabando Sotokobaya. We declare that your safe leaders, hallelujah. They hear and believe. They hear and believe. They receive the gospel of salvation, hallelujah. Ricabaraba Sotokobaraba Sotakabaya. Malaraba Sota. They believe the gospel, hallelujah. Marco Sotokobaya. I receive recovery, hallelujah. Through salvation, Maleka Sulabakayaraba Sota. Uh, yes, hallelujah. As a result of salvation, oh God, that they have received, oh God, these ones, oh God, they administrate the affairs of the nations with the fear of God, and they surround us, hallelujah, with the right information, people, advices, yes, around them, in the name of the Lord Jesus, and they are making the right decisions, by the power of the Holy Ghost, let's have from the Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Oh, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, everyone. You're welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Balagasatakabaya. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Amak, for the opportunity to always lead the saints of God in prayer. Right now, we're going over to the Rhapsody of Reality segment. I'd like to um, welcome Sister Joy. So, Joy, over to you at this time. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Deborah. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this wonderful opportunity. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on what part of the world you are connecting from. Praise the Lord. Um, so I'm going to be taking the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Um, please let me know if you can see my screen. Hello. I'm not yet. Okay, I'm already sharing it. So, uh, we can't see your screen. Okay, let me try again. I'm sorry, I don't know why it's not showing. Just a minute. Okay, please, can you see it now? No, okay, let me help you share your screen. All right, thank you so much. Okay, Sister Maka is already being shared. Okay. Thank you so much, Ma. Praise the Lord. 
Um, the title of today's Rhapsody is all about soul winning, praise God. And the opening scripture is from Mark 16, 15. It says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Praise the Lord. Um, as a Christian, you must be effective in soul winning. You are a missionary here on earth, an ambassador for Christ. You are commissioned of God to take the message of salvation to others. That's the instruction given to us as read in the scripture above. Your life should be about soul winning. Dedicate your time, effort, and resources to it. Praise the Lord. Um, I'd like to take us back to the first um, sentence of today's devotion. It says, as a Christian, you must. It didn't say as a pastor or as an evangelist. He said as a Christian. So now he's not even talking about pastors or anybody. As long as you're a Christian, as long as you have given your heart to Christ, it is your responsibility to be effective in soul winning. So growing up, we might have this mindset that, oh, as long as you are not a pastor, you don't have to win souls. Or as long as you are paying your tithes, you are giving in church, it's not your responsibility to win souls. Even though your giving is also a part of winning souls, but then it's not enough. It's not enough for you to just give in church. It's not enough for you to give for Rhapsody or any other thing in church and say, oh, I've done my part. I'm not going to do any other soul winning. Praise God. Here, Pastor is saying you are commissioned of God to take the message of salvation to others. That's the instruction given to us. So it is a must. You have to dedicate your time, effort, and resources to it. Praise the Lord. Be known for your passion for the Lord, his gospel, and souls of men. Soul winning was Jesus' lifestyle. On a certain occasion, as he passed through Samaria on his way from Judah to Galilee, he needed to rest a bit. So he sat at a well while his disciples went to get some food. While at the well, a woman came to draw water and Jesus began to preach the good news to her. Read John 4, so we can read John 4 um, after the devotion just to have like a full understanding of this story praise god jesus encountered this woman and brought her out of her shell the feeling that she was nobody despite being a total stranger to her he gave her a new self-value the bible tells us to follow his example praise god i'm sure we are all familiar with this story praise the lord so as christians wherever we find ourselves um, there's a book called um, um, This Chariots, praise the Lord. And it talks about how everywhere we are, anywhere we find ourselves is a chariot for us to win souls, for us to minister to people. So wherever you find yourself, see it as an opportunity for you to minister um, Jesus to people. And that's where us being friendly, us being kind, us having keen interest in other people, um, Sister Maka, we always say something that 
unless people know you care about them, they might not really open up to you. Praise God. So don't just be that person that when you go to somewhere, you are just always so mean or you're not smiling or you're not receptive or you're not even sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I want to share a personal experience. So there was a day I was going to the office and I boarded a cab. So I just had this uh, nudge in my spirit to, to just talk to the cab driver. I was just thinking about it. Should I talk or should I not talk? Should I talk? Or... I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to talk to this man. The highest he says, he doesn't want to listen to me, but at least I will know I've tried. And I just started a very friendly conversation with him. I was smiling. I was like, oh, how are you? How's business? And the next thing, the man just busted out. I was like, ah, business is not going on well. Should I understand how Nigeria is? And I just took it as a clue to minister to him. And we got talking. And by the time I was done, the man was smiling. And he just kept on saying, ah, thank you so much. He said, see... Since morning, I've been so sad. I've been feeling so down. But just talking to you this morning, I feel so excited. It was like, oh, thank you so much. In short, I've just been so moody. Things have just been upside down. But this uh, conversation has brought so much joy in my heart, has brought so much hope in my heart. Praise the Lord. So just imagine if I did not um, take that nudge in my spirit. Or maybe. When I boarded the cab, I was nagging. That's how I'd have missed, I'd have missed an opportunity to minister the gospel to, to, to that man. Praise God. So anywhere we find ourselves, we must just see it as an opportunity to minister the gospel to bring souls to Christ. It was before I used to wonder why a Christian will go and preach to another Christian because in my mind I'm like feeling like oh everybody we are all Christians now. So if then I used to say, if as a Christian, you are very, very serious about this soul winning thingy, then you should go and minister to the pagans. You should go and minister to to the Muslims and all. But the the, the older I, I, I became, I realized that there are so many people in the house of God that are not Christians. And that are, yes, that are not born again. They might have that title as being a Christian, but these people, they are not born again. Another example is of um, another time I bought the bus. I was, I was talking to the bus driver and he was like, like eh. I was like, are you born again? Because it was like, well, in my church, um, I'm like the assistant to the pastor. I'm an usher. I'm a this. I mean, he kept on giving me so much, like so much of all these things he does. And so just all about title. And I was like, okay, wow, that's amazing. But sir, you've still not answered the question about being born again. And the next thing I heard out of his mouth actually shocked me. The man was like, well, I don't know if I'm born again because you know, every time we commit sin and I'm like, wow. That actually just made me understand that the fact somebody is even a leader in church or the fact somebody has all the old title in the world, doesn't mean that person is born again. So we must take this soul winning thing very seriously, praise God. Sometimes there are those that we have to reach out to. You may notice someone who is sitting quietly in a corner somewhere and you pull a chair and sit beside the one and say, can I be of help to you? Then in the process, minister the gospel to that one. There is the one who is alone and seems helpless then you come by, sit with him or her, 
and you lead them to Christ. Don't ignore them and act like they are not there. Become concerned about their plight. Your life is all about being an effective witness for Jesus Christ. You represent him in your world. Praise the Lord. There's this thing we always say, what will Jesus do? So you always need to see yourself as, as, as the Jesus on earth. What will he do? Even when you're ministering to somebody, don't just be so bothered about that person just giving his or heart to Christ. You have to be interested in that person. For example, somebody has not eaten for days. The first thing you should be thinking about is how to give that person food, how to make sure that person is satisfied. Then you cannot start thinking about, okay, let me minister the gospel to this person. See, you never need to talk too much because by you showing that person that you care about his or her needs, that way you've even won that person already. Praise God. Your lifestyle and actions before non-Christians should and must be such that endear Christ to them to believe and receive the gospel. Hallelujah. How is your lifestyle when you are not in church? Praise God. I was listening to a message by Pastor Chris and he was saying that um, there was one time that um, I think there, there was an issue in church and the sister was like, see, I will drop this Christianity, I will drop this Bible, like this Christianity lifestyle and show you Pepe. Praise God. Who are we when we are not in church? The truth is people are looking at you. Your lifestyle is a mirror to people. Do you know that the way you live your life is enough to make somebody to say, ah, I want to serve this God. Or, ah, if this is how Christianity is, I beg, I don't want to be a Christian. So we have to be conscious of this mindset. You have to be conscious of this fact that your life alone can minister to somebody. And you cannot be living carelessly and people are looking at you. And you now come and say, oh, please give your heart to Christ. The person will first laugh at you and say, oh, God, please, you go and give your life to Christ first. Then come back to me. Praise the Lord. So we have to be conscious of this fact. Your job is to win them and bring them into the kingdom. Hallelujah. And like never before, so winning should be a priority. We already know that the time is so short. So wherever you find yourself on social media, on your way to work, in your office, anywhere you find yourself, just see it as a chariot, just see it as a means for you to win many to Christ. Praise God. And um, with that, we've come to the end of today's Rhapsody. Um, thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this opportunity. So right now, I'm going to be taking the further study. Praise God. We are reading from Luke 4, 18 to 19. Luke 4, 18 to 19, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He had sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptance year of the Lord. To Sorry, I'll take the last verse. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. 
Second Corinthians 5, 18 to 20 says, And all things are of God, who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and had given us to the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Hallelujah. So we're going to be taking the prayers together. It's displayed on the screen. You don't have to unmute your mic. Um, just kindly repeat after me wherever you are. Lord, what an honor it is to be enlisted into the ministry of reconciliation. I'll keep sharing the good news with those around me. And I'll do it with courage, boldness, and confidence. By your spirit, I will help them learn the word. Showing them the path of life and how to live. I'm effective in the ministry of the gospel. And through me, salvation comes to many. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this wonderful privilege. Thank you so much, Ma. Um, right now, I would like to hand over to Brother Zia to take us through the New Testament reading of the One Year Bible Plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Have a beautiful Saturday ahead. Thank you, thank you so much, Sister Joy. I was so inspiring. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to today's Inspired by the Word Time of Devotion. You're all welcome. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this amazing platform. I'll be taking the one-year Bible reading plan from the New Testament. And today we're reading the book of um, John chapter 10. Congratulations to everyone that has been consistent with daily Bible reading plan. We can see that we consistent. We're going to recover the Bible in one year. So we've been reading the message translation, and it's been a very interesting read. So today we're reading the book of John 10, 22 to 42. And it reads, they were celebrating Hanakua just then in Jerusalem. It was winter. Jesus was strolling in the temple across Solomon's porch. The Jews circling him said, how long are you going to keep us guessing? If you are the Messiah, Tell us straight out. Jesus answered, I told you, but you don't believe. Everything I've done has been authorized by my father. Actions that speak louder than words. You don't believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep recognize my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them real and eternal life. They are protected from the destroyer for good. No one can steal them from my hand. The father who put them under my care is so much greater than the destroyer and the thief. Hallelujah. No one could ever get them away from him. I and the father are one heart and mind. 
Again, the Jews picked up rocks to throw at him. Jesus said, I have made a present to you from the father of a great many good actions. From which of these acts do you stone me? The Jews said, we are not stoning you for anything good you did, but what you said, this blasphemy of calling yourself God. Jesus said, I'm only quoting your inspired scriptures where God said, I tell you, you are gods. If God called you, called your ancestor gods, and scripture doesn't lie, why do you yell blasphemer? So you are gods. These are inspired scriptures. Blasphemer. At the, at the unique one, the father consecrated and sent into the world just because I said I am the son of God. If I don't do these things, my father does well and good. Don't believe me. But if I am doing them, put aside for a moment what you hear me say about myself and just take the evidence of the actions that are right before your eyes. Then perhaps things will come together for you and you will see that not only are we doing the same thing, we are the same, father and son. He is in me, I am in him. They tried yet again to arrest him, but he slipped through their fingers. He went back across the Jordan to the place where John first baptized and stayed there. A lot of people followed him over. They were saying, John did no miracles, but everything he said about this man has come true. Many believed in him then and there. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in our heart in Jesus' name. Right now, I'll hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament Bible reading plan. Thank you, everyone, for participating. God bless you. Thank you very much, Brother Jay. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Old Testament segments of our one-year Bible reading plan. And today we are reading the book of Second Kings, chapter 8 and chapter 9. And today we are reading the story of the Shunammite woman, um, the new kings in Syria and Judah, and how Jehu, takes the throne of Israel. So I'll be sharing my screen right now to so that we can follow through. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> I was sharing my camera instead of. Okay. Good. So, Second Kings, it's from verse one. Years before Elisha had told the woman whose son he had brought to life. Leave here and go, you and your family, and leave someplace else. Okay, I'll take that again. Years before, 
Elisha had told the woman whose son he had brought to life, live here and go, you and your family, and live someplace else. God has ordered a famine in the land to last for seven years. The woman did what the holy man told her and left. She and her family lived as aliens in the country of Philistia for seven years. Then when the seven years is up, the woman and her family came back. She went directly to the king and asked for her home and family. The king was talking with Gehazi, servants to the holy man, saying, tell me some stories of the great things Elisha did. So happened that as he was telling the king the story of the dead person brought back to life, the woman whose son was brought to life showed up asking for her home and family. Gehazi said, my master, the king, this is the woman. And this is the son whom Elisha brought back to life. The king wanted to know all about it. And so she told him the story. The king assigned an officer to take care of her, saying, make sure she gets everything back that is hers. It was all profits from the farm from the time she left until now. Wow. Elisha traveled to Damascus. Ben Hadad, king of Aram, was sick at the time. He was told the holy man is in town. The king ordered Hazel, take a gift with you and, meet, and go meet the holy man. Ask God through him. Am I going to recover from this sickness? Isaiah went and met with Elisha. He brought with him every choice thing he could think of from Damascus. Forty carnal loads of items. When he arrived, he stood before Elisha and said, Your son, Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, sent me here to ask you. Am I going to recover from this sickness? Elisha answered, go and tell him, don't worry, he will leave. The fact is, though God showed me that he is doomed to die. Elisha then stared hard at his head, reading his heart. Isaiah felt exposed and dropped his eyes. Then the holy man wept. Isaiah said, why does my master wept? Because, said Elisha, I know what you are going to do to the children of Israel. Burn down their forts, murder their youths, smash their babies, rip open their pregnant women. Hazael said, am I a mongrel dog that I will do such a horrible thing? God showed me, said Elisha, that you will be king of Aram. Hazael left Elisha and returned to his master, who asked, so what did Elisha tell you? He told me, don't worry, you will leave. But the very next day, someone took a heavy quilt, soaked it in water, covered the king's face, and suffocated him. Now, Isaiah was king. Hmm. The caption, Jehoram of Judah. In the fifth year of the reign of Joram, son of Ahab, king of Israel, Jehoram, son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, became king. He was 32 years old when he began his rule and was king for eight years in Jerusalem. He copied the, very, the way of life of the kings of Israel, marrying into the Ahab family and continuing the Ahab line of sin. From God's point of view, an evil man living an evil life. But despite that, because of his servant David, God was not ready to destroy Judah. He had, after all, promised to keep a lamp burning through David's descendants. During Jehoram's reign, Edom revolted against Judah's rule and set up their own king. 
Jehoram responded by taking his army to, of chariots to Zion. Edom surrounded him, but in the middle of the night, he and his chariots broke through the lines and hit Edom hard. But his infantry deserted. Edom continues in revolt against Judah right up to the present. Even little Libna revolted at that time. The rest of the life of the times of Jehoram, the record of his rule is written in the chronicles of the kings of Judah. Jehoram died and was buried in the family grave in the city of David. His son Ahaziah succeeded him as king. In the, 20, in the 12th year of the reign of Jehoram, son of Ahab, king of Israel, Ahaziah, son of Jehoram, king of Judah, began, began his reign. Ahaziah was 22 years old when he became king. He ruled only a year in Jerusalem. His mother was Athaliah, granddaughter of Omri, king of Israel. He lived and ruled just like the Ahab family had done, continuing the same evil in God's sideline of sin, related by both marriage and sin to the Ahab clan. He joined Joram, son of Ahab, king of Israel, in a war against Hazael, king of Aram, at Ramoth Gilead. The archers wounded Joram. Joram pulled back to Jezreel to convalesce from the injuries he had received in the fight with Hazael. Hazael, son of Jehoram, king of Judah, paid a visit to Joram, son of Ahab, on his sick bed in Jezreel. When I move on to chapter 9, the caption, Jehu of Israel. One day, Elisha, the prophet, ordered a member of the guild of prophets, get yourself ready, take a flask of oil, and go to Ramoth Gilead. Look for Jehu, son of Jehoshaphat, son of Nimshi. When you find him, get him away from his companions and take him to a back room. Take your flask of oil and pour it over his head and say, God's word, and anoint you king over Israel. Then open the door and get out of there as fast as you can. Don't wait around. The young prophet went to Ramoth Gilead. On arrival, he found the army officers all sitting around. He said, I have a matter of business with you, officer. Jehu said, which one of us? With you, officer. He got up and went inside the building. The young prophet poured the oil on his head and said, God's word, the God of Israel, I have anointed you to be king over, over the people of God, over Israel. Your assignment is to attack the regime of Ahab, your master. I'm avenging the massacre of my servants, the prophets. Yes, the Jezebel massacre of all the prophets of God. The entire line of Ahab is doomed. I'm wiping out the entire bunch of that sad lot. I'll see to it that the family of Ahab experiences the same fate as the family of Jeroboam, son of Nebat and the family of Basha, son of Ahijah. As for Jezebel, the dogs will eat her carcass in the open fields of Jezreel, no barrier for her. Then he opened the door and made the run for it. Jehu went back to his master's officers. They asked, is everything all right? What did that crazy fool want with you? He said, you know that kind of man, all talk. That's a lie, they said. Tell us what's going on. He said, he told me this and this and this. In effect, God's word, I anoint you king of Israel. He sprang into action. Each man grabbed his robe, piled them at the top of the steps of a makeshift throne. Then they blew the trumpets and declared, Jehu is king. 
that ignited the conspiracy of Jehu, son of Jehoshaphat, son of Nimsh, against Joram. Meanwhile, Joram and the entire army were defending Ramoth Gilead against Hazel, king of Aram, except that Joram had pulled back to Jezreel to convalesce from the injuries he got from the Arameans in the battle with Hazel, king of Aram. Jehu said, if you really want me as king, don't let anyone sneak out of the city and blab the news in Jezreel. Then Jehu mounted a chariot and rode to Jezreel, where Joram was in bed, resting. King Ahazel of Judah had come down to visit Joram. A sentry standing duty on the watchtower in Jezreel saw the company of Jehu He said, I see a band of men. Joram said, get a horseman and send him out to meet them and inquire, is anything wrong? The horseman rode out to meet Jehu and said, the king wants to know if there's anything wrong. Jehu said, what is it to you, whether things are right or wrong? Falling behind me, the sentry said, the messenger reached them, but he's not returning. The king then sent a second horseman. When he reached them, he said, the king wants to know if there's anything wrong. Jehu said, what is it to you, whether things are right or wrong? Falling behind me, the sentry said, the messenger reached them, but he's not returning. The driving is like the driving of Jehu, son of Nimshu. Crazy. Joram ordered, get my chariot ready. They hitched up his chariot. Joram, king of Israel, and Hazel, king of Judah, each in his own chariot, drove out to meet Jehu. They met in the field of Naboth of Jezreel. When Joram saw Jehu, he called out, Good day, Jehu. Jehu answered, What's good about it? How can there be anything good about it as long as the promiscuous whoring and sorceries of your mother, Jezebel, pollutes the country. Joram wheeled his chariot around and fled, yelling to Ahaziah, It's a trap, Ahaziah. Jehu pulled on his bow and released an arrow. It hit Joram between the shoulder blades and went right through his heart. He slumped to his knees in his chariot. Jehu ordered Bidkar, his lieutenant, Quick, throw him into the field of Nebot of Jezreel. Remember, when you and I were driving our chariot behind Ahab, his father, that's when God pronounced this doom upon him. As surely as I saw the blood of, blood of Mother Naboth and his sons yesterday, we'll pay for it on this exact piece of ground. God's word. So take him and throw him out of the field. Was instruction carried out to the letter. Verse 27. Ahaziah, king of Judah, saw what was going on and made his escape on the road toward Beth Hagan. Jehu chased him, yelling out, Get him too! Jehu's troops shot and wounded him in his chariot on the hill up to God, near Ibleng. He was able to make it as far as Megiddo. There he died. His aides drove on to Jerusalem. They buried him in the family plot in the city of David. In the 11th year of the reign of Joram, In the eleventh year of the reign of Joram, son of Ahab, Ahaziah had become king of Judah. <clears throat> when Jezebel heard that Jehu had arisen in Jezreel, she made herself up, put on eyeshadow, and arranged her hair, and posed seductively at the window. When Jehu came through the city gates, she called down, So how are things, Zimri, you dashing king killer? Jehu looked up at the window and called, Is there anybody up there on my side? Two or three palace eunuchs looked out. 
the other. Threw her down. He threw her out of the window. Her blood spattered the wall and the horses. And Jehu trampled her under his horses' hooves. Then Jehu went inside and ate his lunch. During lunch, he gave orders, take care of that damned woman. Give her a decent burial. She is, after all, a king's daughter. He went out to bury her. But there was nothing left of her, of her but skull, feet, and hands. He came back and told Jehu. He said, it is God's word, the word spoken by Elijah, the Tishbite. In the field of Jezreel, dogs will eat Jezebel. The body of Jezebel will be like dog droppings on the ground of Jezreel. Old friends and lovers will say, I wonder, is this Jezebel? Hmm. And the Lord bless the reading of his word. And I hand over to Brother Martin. Thank you, everyone, again. Martins, are you there? Okay. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Okay, we are taking our formation this morning, and the formation is on the screen. We start our formation by taking our names. My name is, you say your name, I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. In this paragraph, I, your name, am granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name face my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. At this point, I will kindly ask everyone to unmute their mics. As we take our and count, unmute your mics. One, one, two, three. I I'm <laughs> 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 
Okay, um, we're going straight to the covenant segment at this point. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I deliver unto you, and the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed to the bread. And when he has given thanks, he took it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. These two remembrance of you, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. By dying, you destroyed our death. By rising, you restored our life. And you give us eternal life. Thank you, Lord God, for eternal life is what we live today. We have eternal life. We live eternal life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Swear and pray to pray. After the same manner, also, it took the company of so saying, This cup is the New Testament and blood. Give the years of us to drink in the Passover. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, it will show the lost death and comes. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the cup. The cross. Our sanctification, our justification, for the remission of all things. Father, we thank you for us to take this cup. Oh, God, from us. The pain is gone. Yes, that pain on the left arm is gone. Yes, it's gone. The chest pain are gone. The heart palpitation is gone. By the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. As we take this call, this wells are gone in the name of the Lord Jesus. All the knee pain, the knee pain, the pain on the knee, on the joints is gone even now. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, that word that has difficulty in walking by the power of the Holy Spirit, the pain is gone. That truth pain is gone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is gone. Yes, it is gone. The pain is gone. Yes, by the power of the Holy Ghost. I see someone standing there. God for her mom. Yes. She has blood pressure issues. It is gone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is gone by the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, Tabakida. Go ahead and take the cup now. Go ahead and take the cup. Oh, Mondilon Krozi Gile Prando Sovrajista. Oh, Saka Kiba Babaya. Father, thank you. We give you all the praise of God in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed sister. Thank you for the opportunity. At this point, I'll hand over back to you. Thank you, everyone.
Hallelujah. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening once again. Depending know what part of the world you are connected from. Okay, um, I think we can take one testimony. Am I being heard? Okay, who wants to share a testimony with us? We have um, time to take just one testimony. We want to share something God has done for you and with you during these times of devotion. Kindly lift your hands. So you could unmute you. Is there anyone that wants to share something briefly? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Please, am I being heard? Yes, we can hear you. We can hear you very well. Okay, thank you very much. Praise God. Okay. We have eaten slides. Can you unmute yourself in the next two, three minutes? Thank you. Thank you so much, Extinct Sama Kama. Blessed morning, pastors, leaders, and beloved brothers and sisters. Um, I just want to testify, you know, Cyprus has been on lockdown for a while now, and we've been praying, and, you know, each time we are praying for nations, I've just been, you know, calling that the name, especially this one, I was very specific this month that before the months run to an end i said lord it's my birthday month and i know it's extraordinary so there must be an opening for cyprus if that's the only gift you want to give me i'll be very very happy and behold i think two days ago the news was released that um will be open on the 27th of this month and we can go back to church and everything is running back to normal so I was just so happy, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for this opportunity. Praise God. Praise God. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Praise the Lord. Wow. Congratulations. Indeed, our prayers are being answered. Hallelujah. And angels are being released on our behalf. Praise God. Congratulations to the nation of Cyprus. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, briefly, I think I saw wisdom. Someone raised his or her hands. Um, I think wisdom also. We have two minutes for you. If I could see you so that we could unmute you. I think wisdom also some. If you want to still share with us. Oh, okay. Wisdom, over to you. Hello, wisdom. Okay, um, is wisdom still there, or? I think he has network issues. He's he's out. Okay, praise God, praise God. 
So it has been an amazing time of fellowship. Let's see if he gets back in the next one minute so that he could share. But we thank God it has been an amazing time of um, prayer, fellowship with the word of God, especially in this month. We thank God for the many, many miracles, testimonies we've had um, throughout this time. And we're still going to have many more till the end of um, the month of May. It's a month of illumination and the word has gone forth. We shine as light. It says when the word of God comes into our spirits, it illuminates our minds, our hearts, everywhere, you know, we're coming to this new information by the Spirit of God. Yes, it's like the information has been there, but with illumination, suddenly there's, there's furnaces. There's furnaces with it. There's an understanding, you know. There's a spiritual understanding, and we begin to function in that light. Whereas before we had just the knowledge of it, oh, it's seeming like, oh, we, we know this thing. But right now, there's a deeper reflection of it into every aspect of our lives. As we study, we have deep insights, praise the Lord, knowledge, understanding, furnaces that causes us to do, to act in accordance with the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that we have, praise the Lord. So continually take advantage of it in this month. And we will meet again tomorrow, same time, same place. You can invite someone to join the month of illumination and it promises to be an exciting, I think we have 10 more days or nine more days. Praise the Lord. Thank you also very much for coming to fellowship with us. It's one another. Thank you to the esteemed co-hosts, um, Brother Gaudier, Brother John, Sister Joy, Brother Martins, the esteemed Amarak. Thank you all so much. I love you all. Let's kindly unmute ourselves as we share the grace of fellowship right now. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, God goodness and mercy will be given to the heart of the Lord forever. Amen. Cheryl, brethren. The word works. Thank you all so very much. Have a good day. Bye. 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 B